fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Before we begin this hour, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, well, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Stop doing business with companies that really despise you, and they do. They don't like your values. They uh, underappreciate you. Um, they work against everything that you believe in. I mean, if you believe in Planned Parenthood, and that should be furthered, then keep using Verizon because they donate portions of their money to write directly to Planned Parenthood. Hey, shout your abortion. No, thank you. And instead of not just not doing business with Verizon, I want to find a company that actually is standing for me and my values. Somebody that is giving me a great service at a great price. I'm even going to save money if I switch. But I also know that these people appreciate me and are fighting for the same things that I believe in because they believe them too. Switch now. Get your phone service from PatriotMobile.com slash back. We have to start building this parallel economy. We have to start using companies where we can that agree with us and are working with us to preserve liberty and freedom. PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back or call, call 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code back and you'll save and get free activation. Well, Stu, here we are. Uh, there was a woo. There was a lot going on yesterday. I mean, not a lot going on uh, with Joe Biden. Could we play uh, Joe Biden's um, stumble yesterday during his speech on Ukraine? That will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make accommodate. sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. Ill-begotten gains. Once. We're going to accommodate them. Accommodate twice. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains. Ill-begotten gains twice. Of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kleptocracy. Mm. Klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> They're not kleptocracies. But the these guys. are bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Mm. They're not kleptocracies. They're kleptocrats. Well, no, the guys that are the kleptocracies. Glenn. No. No, they're the kleptocrats. No, no, he's talking about the guys that are the kleptocracies. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a totally a different, different thing. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. all right, okay. So, But Listen he also said ill-begotten. It's not ill-begotten. No, it's yeah. ill-gotten goods. <laughs> that's right. Ill-begotten? <laughs> I didn't even... It's so funny. There's so and many of these And my only things. ill-begotten son. Right. No, that's it's not, not. No, it's not it. It's not it. And then accommodation. We're we're going to accommodate them. Why are we accommodating the, people the oligarchs? That, I thought yeah. we were. We thought they were bad. They, are they saying, "America, please take my yacht"? Right. Okay, we'll accommodate. <laughs> we'll you. accommodate that request. <laughs> I mean, yes. It, it, I mean, that is just. It's sad. It is really sad. And remember, this is in a speech that supposedly is directed to Americans, but it's directed right to Putin. Yeah, he's asking for thirty three billion dollars in additional funding. And we're going to get tough on uh, these kleptocracy people. This is so sad. Do you think anyone in Russia is like, oh, yeah, no, he's on the ball. No, no, no. Don't don't underestimate this guy. No, I do not think anyone in Russia is. I, I think this emboldens Russia. 
right? They look at this and they say, well, I mean, this guy, we're really going to be scared of this guy. I really do think that is a major problem we're dealing with right now. Um, and I, 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 watching all these gaffes every day, I had to come up with a way to mentally categorize them. So we came up with the Joe Biden um, tr- triangle of, uh, of the gaff, the gaff triangle of okay. emotions, uh, gaff okay. emotion. I can't remember. The okay, name right. of it. Every, it's a triangle. What's it's at a the triangle. Top? So you have at the top, you have a scary. Scary. Okay. Because okay? sometimes you watch one of these because you got this is scary. Right. We could be in World War Three tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes at the bottom, I think the bottom right mm-hmm. is um, is uh, sad. Sad, right? Because yeah. sometimes you watch a Joe Biden clip, and you're just like, like "God, this sad. is so sad. Yes. Look at this poor guy." And then the bottom left of the part of the triangle is funny. Because okay. sometimes you watch a Joe Biden gaff, uh, gaff, and you're just like, "This is hilarious." Right. Like the, and occasionally, I, occasionally you'll get all three. Yeah, yeah. If, if right in the center of the triangle would yeah. be all three, you yeah. both think it's funny, scary, and, and sad. sad all at the same time <laughs> in equal portions. Yeah, but most of them I've noticed usually lean one way or another. Like that one. Is not funny at all. At all. I don't find that to be funny at, at all. all. I find it to be sad and scary. Yeah. And so. And I think equal parts. Yeah. I think if it become that line now becomes between sad and scary, it becomes, you know, the scales of justice. Right. It equal. It is equally as sad because you look at it and go, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. Why is his why is his family doing this? This is so bad. And then you're like, yeah, but. The Russians are watching this. This this could get us all killed. Right. This is terrifying. <laughs> it really is a just absolutely <sighs> bizarre circumstance because, look, we've had presidents that have given us funny material before, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, Saturday yeah. Night Live, back in the day with Gerald Ford, who didn't fall a George lot. George W. Bush. George I'm, w. Bush. I'm, let me just look at him. Uh, you know, that was great stuff. Bill Clinton would, right. would come on all the time and, and, and do creepy things that he, yeah. and it was funny. And, you know, Donald Trump had plenty of funny moments he in his presidency. Hysterical. This is totally in a different world. And you know what? You know what? Donald Trump was both hysterical. There's only, it's only a straight line. Yeah hysterical to scary you know what i mean that was the, those are the polar opposites there were times and you would sit like when he was with with north korea yeah with you were like mm-hmm. that's funny he's calling him you know the you know the fat short guy that's kind of funny although that could lead to us being vaporized you know what i mean <laughs> yeah right you know but he on that scale he knew where he was i think that's the biggest difference i think between trump because look trump said things that were uh, at times uh, scary as hell scary as hell like i mean you know saying that you know going after i mean he says himself he says when he had the situation with russia and there was problems in ukraine he told them he was going to bomb moscow yeah. This is what Donald Trump says he told yeah. Vladimir Putin. Now, he told, he. <laughs> I think he told me about Mao, or not Mao, uh, 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 Z. Who's he? Yeah, he was, he said, uh, <laughs> you know, if you take Taiwan, I take Beijing. Right. And again, you know? like, you could look at that and say, holy crap, that could enter us into a conflict we do not want a part of. Right. On the other hand, there Donald Trump had a way about him in which 
He was doing these things intentionally, Look, and he thought he had a way, and it seemed to prove to be true, yeah. to, to deal with these foreign dictators that had a, and, a, 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 a bizarre mindset that the average American probably doesn't understand. And it's because, I think, he did business in New York. Do you remember watching- And around the world. Yeah. Do you remember watching the Trump buildings going up in New York, mm-hmm. and they'd be like- They'd be done before you finished a sandwich. And you were like, how did that happen? You know, everybody else, it'll be done in seven and a half years. He literally in five years built, I think it was five massive skyscrapers, (laughs) changed the highway and had it run under his skyscrapers and built a park there as well. He got all of that done. Okay, and you're you're going. This guy has got to be the shadiest. Guy. He who? How does he get that done? Who does he have to pay off? Who's at the bottom of the river with concrete shoes? You know, how do you get that done? <laughs> now we know it's because people believe that he's just crazy enough to do it. Yeah, and he's not. He's not doing anything illegal. This guy has been investigated by every global intelligence agency and you haven't found anything on this guy there's such a sad story in the new york times today about this what it's so it's so i actually felt is it in the triangle is it scary sad this would be funny i think in the sad part but also sort of funny okay all right okay this is the headline likelihood of trump indictment in manhattan fades as grand jury wraps up the investigation continues, but new signs have emerged that charges against former President Trump are unlikely to occur in the foreseeable future, if ever. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're going to cry. <laughs> like, what if this guy just didn't do anything? Is that a, is that something you maybe, I don't know, consider? Maybe he didn't commit a crime, which is why he's not you, going to be I, indicted? I tell you, and I've told him this to his face. I thought there's no way, Don, you have done you've no way you build those buildings that fast and get all that done without like at least a payoff to the mob. You know what I mean? It's New York for the love of Pete. You can't have a slice of pizza without hey, I think maybe a little bit needs to go to Vito. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and there's nothing. There's nothing. Well, it's funny because he has a a, a bizarre combination that I think is jarring to people at times. Yeah. Uh, of real aggressiveness and sometimes anger and uh and i'm i'm gonna do whatever i want you're not gonna stop me and the opposite like remember part of the kim jong-un story is him calling him his friend i know and saying like and taking this guy who is an absolute you know hermit (laughs) and embracing him Right. There was it wasn't just it started with I'm going to make you explode and then turn into this guy's a great guy. We hang out all the time. Yeah. And like neither one of those is the right thing to the average person to say. Or I think Donald Trump, too. Yeah. And I think he but I think he knows he is he is intentionally playing these fringes as uh, as a, a negotiating tactic and has been doing it since his real estate days. He utilized it often to great effect through his presidency. And so. While at times he says things that make people feel uncomfortable, we all know he's doing it on purpose. But see, here's the thing. Here's the here's the honest to God truth. He is the prime example of something that I have tried to live my life by because somebody um, when I was young gave me this axiom in business and 
I absolutely be, believe it to be true. And it's easy for me to do now. Um, and, you know, since I since I stopped drinking, it's very easy. Don't make threats. Make promises. So when you're negotiating for something, yeah, it's going to be this or I'm not going to do it. Uh, well, OK, well, let's do this and this. No, it's that or I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. and and be OK with walking away. Walk, with walk if away. They say no. You yep. walk away and you just make people promises. Look, you do this. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. And no hard feelings. And people don't know how to react to that. Because you get this reputation, and I believe I have the same kind of reputation in business, where they're like, that son of a bitch might be crazy enough just to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, we call you that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's just, um, and that is such an advantage. He, Donald Trump, is the prime example of that, where he will just say to people, and this is why he built the Trump Tower, and I've told this story, but it's one of my favorite stories of all time, let alone the best Donald Trump story. Donald Trump goes in. You have to buy the air rights, not just the land in Manhattan. You have to buy up as well. And if you own a building and you have a lot of money, you can not only buy up above your building, but you can buy across. So you can buy the air rights over other buildings as well. Mm-hmm. So Tiffany's been there forever, has lots of money. They wanted to make sure that it that Fifth Avenue did not have these big skyscrapers. So they bought all of the air rights. Donald Trump buys this space, this old decrepit building um, on the next block. And he doesn't have the air rights. And he tells his architect Build the most beautiful, wonderful, spacious, golden building you could possibly. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And and so he's working on that. And he says, oh, I've got a meeting next week. I want you to uh, draw up a four-story monstrosity. I mean, the ugliest thing you could possibly imagine. And uh, Is this Donald Trump with a cold? Yeah. What is this? Don't impre- you ever notice okay. that? He always no. kind of sounds a little plugged up sometimes. <laughs> um, but anyway, he... So uh, uh, he is uh, uh, he goes to Tiffany's presents. This is a beautiful building. It's great. It's beautiful. You love it. And Tiffany says, it's beautiful, but we own the air rights and we don't want big buildings here. I knew you'd say that rolls the other one out. I'm just going to make you promise if you don't. I'm going to build this monstrosity. (laughs) And he had the deal. He left them. He had the deal by the time he got back to the office. So he told them he was going to make an ugly building, which would ruin their neighborhood, their beautiful just, neighborhood. It'd be horrid. And, and instead, they were like, okay, build the tall build skyscraper the tall that's one. beautiful. And the reason why they did it is because they thought he just might do it. He might do it. And the same thing with Beijing. You tell President Xi that, he laughs. Okay? At first, Xi laughed at that. And Donald Trump just looked at him. No, I'm serious. Now, whether he was or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But neither did the president of China. The, I can guarantee you at that moment, the president of China went, this son of a bitch just might do that. You know what I mean? Let's not screw around. Right. With this guy. Well, how are we treating Putin? 
they right he looks at this and says well look what just happened in afghanistan this guy i mean just this the the wild swings of energy with with joe biden where sometimes he's out there and he looks kind of normal and 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 speaking normally and then other times it's like this kleptocracy clip where he can't he looks like he might in the middle of the world uh, word fall asleep I mean, he looks like, seriously, he may just keel over and go take a nap in the middle of a word. You know, they were they were jacking um, John F. Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, they were screwing with his the, his chemical balance. Saying medically, they were like giving Medically, him- because mm-hmm. he was in so much pain. He needed so many steroids. Then he also needed painkillers. They were injecting him during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And... Um, uh, Jackie O actually had to come out and say, no, 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 it's it's nothing. He's just in a I, I can't remember. It's allergies. It's allergies that is really causing all of this. No, it was the steroids and he was flying off the handle. You know, you get very aggressive. And so it was kind of like, oh, no, no. is this a steroid talking or is this a president talking? You know, because they've done this to so many presidents, you know, they've got to be Jack B12. Yeah, right. They're just giving him B12. I can guarantee you they've jacked with, you know, give him something or give me something. The president would say to get me going, charge my system, go inject me with whatever is legal to get me to get me going. Because that's the only thing it can understand. How does he go from? Yeah, he seems to be functioning to this is a frail old man that could break a hip just standing there and we know it's legal because where would he have any access to illegal drugs not like he has anyone in his family brother let me tell you about the tuttle (laughs) twins today is your last day to get the tuttle twins and the creature from jekyll island for free while back i asked the publishers to make it available all you pay for is shipping the book is so important at least to me because this explains the fed it'll only explain it to your kids but I I really think 95% of Americans will learn a ton from this book, no matter what age you are. Um, But it's all about inflation and the Fed, otherwise known as the creature from Jekyll Island. You can get it free, but today is your last day. You just pay for shipping. Uh, Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the last chance to get this free book for your family. It is critical that your family understands inflation, the Fed, and money printing, and all of that. This will put them on the right path. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Hey, you know who's not on a disinformation list or banned from Twitter? Who's that? Uh, the uh, Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei. Um you know, from uh, from Iran mm. uh, yesterday on the front page of the paper, he, he um, you know, he he wrote an op ed that Hitler was smarter and more courageous than European leaders because he knew what to do with the Jews. Uh, uh, oh God. Yeah, you'll find mm. this online. There's nobody censoring this. Mm. The logic that Hitler showed by expelling them from Germany is that he's smarter and more courageous than all the European leaders. Hitler expelled the Jews and European countries live by ransom and confirm the myth of the Holocaust. Uh, they look for an excuse for their cowardice and humiliation. Otherwise, if they knew the Jews 
as the Ukrainian blue-eyed immigrants, even in the words and slogans, they would keep them among themselves and free them from this misery and anxiety. Um, they're corrupt. They corrupt the earth. Their scholars are involved in distortion, usury, fornication, and killing the prophet. And also, they they do murder people. Um, so that was um, that was on the front page of the Iranian uh, state newspaper. I am going to tweet this out uh, as knowing disinformation. Now, I wonder if I will be censored, even though the newspaper and the Ayatollah is never censored for that. This is dangerous disinformation. It's actually malinformation, if you want to use the correct terminology for DS, uh, DHS. Will they stop this? Absolutely not. Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. So your car broke down. That's a problem. Uh, here's how you fix it. You're going to take uh, you know money out of your wallet. Um, in fact, just take your wallet out, remove all the money and the uh, credit cards and just throw it at the car. If that doesn't work, you might want to, before your car breaks down, um, get car shield. Because the other option is after you've done that, you go to the ATM machine and you just take out more cash and throw that at the car. Carshield.com slash back right now. Millions of drivers have been helped by Carshield. And what is what's remarkable is if your car goes into the shop, it could be a very long time before it's fixed. If it's missing a chip or something like that, how much is that rental car alone going to cost you, let alone the fixing of your car? That's where CarShield comes in. CarShield.com slash back. They have coast-to-coast roadside assistance. They help you with a rental car. Um, they have trip reimbursement, and they just cut the check directly to whoever's fixing it. So you're, you just fix the car, please. CarShield.com slash back. Save 10% now on your plan. 800-391-8888. CarShield.com slash back. And blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save off your subscription to Blaze TV. You know, Stu, I was just thinking about that triangle, you know, the Biden triangle, where scary is up at the top, sad is in the uh, bottom uh, right-hand corner, and then funny is on the other. I was thinking that for other presidents, that would be a square because he would also have good right there yeah there's no <laughs> there's no there's no place for a good there, comment there is there's not <laughs> there's nothing that he has said that you're like okay well that's good that's gonna go that's gonna be good for us yeah the joe biden gaff triangle of emotion does yeah, not have an opportunity for a positive for, comment no it doesn't it doesn't mm. Uh, all right. I want to uh, bring in a, a friend of the program, Lisa Booth. She is now the host of the podcast, The Truth with Lisa Booth. Uh, and uh, this is uh, from Fox News Channel. She's a Fox News Channel uh, contributor. And are we are we going to find your podcast on the Fox News Channel? Or, uh, or... No, not Fox News, but iHeart. And it's launching uh, this Monday, May 2nd, my first is Governor Ron DeSantis. He's my governor because I fled the communist state wow. of New York <laughs> and moved to the 
Florida, and I could not be happier. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. I know it was 40 minutes, so and, and we got into you know, all the important issues. Could yeah. you, did you ask him the most important issue? Why will he not come on the Glenn Beck program? <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I wish we had this conversation before I interviewed him, and yeah. I would have. Yeah, so I did not. I'm yeah. sorry. I failed you. <laughs> so what did you learn from, from him? So what I wanted to do was, one, you know, we got into a lot of the, the cultural, cultural issues. We talked about some of this transgender stuff that is happening, his yeah. fight with Disney. I talked to him about... I mean, you looked at that Rasmussen poll, I'm sure you saw it, where 51% of Biden supporters actually supported putting people who weren't vaccinated in designated facilities. 29% of Democrats supported taking the kids away from parents who aren't vaccinated. So I asked him, how close were we and how close are we to this becoming a reality? And so I, I got into a lot of that stuff with him, but I also wanted to get into the human side of Governor Ron DeSantis. So we spent time talking about fatherhood, mm-hmm. his push for his push for fatherhood in Florida to get father, fathers to step up, be accountable. We talked about his wife, his marriage. And so we got into, you know, sort of the nuts and bolts of how he thinks who he is. And so I, I wanted to kind of get a different side of him than, you know, people might see on TV, you know, in that 40 minute interview where I sat down next to him and, you know, got into all this stuff with him. So I, it, it's really interesting. I love I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that his wife is doing better now. She was, you know, um, uh, going through cancer treatments, but so glad that she is uh, doing better because I think she's the key to him. She is more conservative than he is. I mean, she is, you know, you grow up and you're around um you know, communism, you kind of get it pretty quickly. And from everything I've heard, she is just, she is, she is, uh, you know, a combination of, of Ronald Reagan and uh, I don't know, Mussolini, maybe a little bit uh, where she is just like, <laughs> this is not happening. And I love that because I think that uh, the, a lot of times the spouse throws people off track. Well, and I've had the chance of meeting her a few times, and, and she is lovely. She's all the things. She's so smart, just a really amazing woman. And so I was joking around with him. I was like, you know, I've had the chance of meeting her. She's awesome. And I was like, well, I guess that's why you married her. Yeah. And then we both started, you know, laughing about that because, uh, you know, and, and I asked him because there's this rumor that she's his most trusted advisor, that she's really the person he leans Good. into the most in politics. We get into that conversation. So it's just, it's a different side of him than, you know, people get typically with TV. So I really encourage everyone anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, you can go on iHeartRadio app, wherever else, the truth with Lisa Booth. It's such an amazing conversation. You don't want to miss it with Governor Ron DeSantis. And then Thursday, I have an interview with Steve Bannon coming out. So it's going to be a banger week, a huge week, and just really interesting stuff. I hope everyone loves it. And what are you approaching uh, Bannon with? Well, I, he's brilliant. You know, I mean, this, I mean, you know, this Glenn, he's just so smart. And so we really talk about, you know, he was sort of one of the guys in 2016 that was really pushing this realignment in the Republican party that we see now, where now the Democrat party is becoming the party of the coastal elites. It's that headline we saw last year with AOC, AOC illegally parks her $60,000 Tesla outside of Whole Foods, right? Like that's today's left, you know, and the right has really become this party of the working class, which is why you're seeing this growing momentum of Hispanics moving towards Republicans and just this, you know, the change in the two parties. And so I really get into that 
uh, at the beginning with him of asking him about, you know, his role in that, why that was important to him. You know, he grew up in a Democrat family, a working class Democrat family, uh, and now, of course, is a conservative. And, and so we sort of get into that as well. Um, and just big picture immigration, not just, you know, what we're seeing, but what's the impact when you have millions of people in your country who don't share your values, who, you know, don't believe in the rule of law, who, who don't believe in our culture? Like, what does that do to a society? So it's sort of just, the, you know, trying to get into some of these deeper issues as opposed to just some of the surface level stuff that, you know, people are talking about. So when you talk to him, uh, ask about the uh, the difference between big T traditionalist and small T traditionalist. He's a he's a capital T traditionalist. Uh, and that is a scary, scary thing. And most people just look at that and say, Oh, he believes in traditional values. That's small t. Uh, and he just wants a return to whatever. Um, traditionalists uh, it is a, something brand new. And it's quite terrifying, actually. And he is a big believer in it. Well, you know, I, I think there's a whole host of things going on in our country that, you know, are, are concerning. And so the, the, what I want to do with my podcast is just, you know, I think we're sort of figuring out right now, especially after COVID. I mean, Glenn, you saw it. Like, it's sort of scary how close and how susceptible America is to tyranny. Well, look, I don't think this wasn't. Sorry. No, I was, no, go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say, you know, I'm 37 years old. I don't think I ever realized just, you know, how close we are to stuff like that in America. I mean, you just you just sort of always believe that like freedom is here and we're always going to be a free country. And, and that's not the case. So the point of my podcast and, and what I want to do with it is just have some of these deeper conversations to try to figure right. out like, who are we as Americans right now? Like, what do we believe as a country? What are we fighting for? You know, you, you said something really um, important. How close were we or are we because of COVID with this ministry of truth that the DHS is putting together? It takes one emergency and that thing has teeth and you lose all your rights. I mean, you cannot have the government be the decider of what's true and not because the press was set up to challenge the power, challenge the government. How can you have the government say to the press this you can report and this you cannot report if you want to be free? You can't. And it also just shows that the left has no regard for our Constitution or anything that this country is supposed to value, because I thought the whole point of the First Amendment was to protect us against the governor or against the government, to protect our speech or ability to speak out and speak freely against the government. And here you look at the abuse of power that they're trying to win. I mean, they had the DOJ going after parents. And we know the left. I mean, this is a party that is not afraid to wield government powers and abuse their opponents. We saw this with Obama using the IRS to target conservatives. We saw them spying on reporters. Yep. We saw what they did with the FBI and the DOJ going after Trump in a baseless investigation and then basically, you know, giving Hillary Clinton and her team a pass for, you know, breaking their phones with hammers and deleting government evidence, right? So, like, we know what they're capable of. So this is not just small ball stuff. And, of course, they don't care about disinformation. They're the purveyors of lies. This is about stifling any opposition, controlling society, power, uh, making sure there's no daylight or accountability for what they're doing. That's what it's about. And that's why it's so scary. And it's how it's the DHS. They think we're terrorists. I know it is. It's it's so bizarre as the media was the 
the biggest um, siren on agencies like the DHS and saying, you know, after 9-11, they're going to spy on us. They're going to, you know, make people disappear, blah, blah, blah. They were clear on the dangers that that organization could um, uh, could pose. They happen to be more right, I think, than than I was at the time on the dangers of the Patriot Act and everything else. Um, and and now they now that they have control of that agency, now they don't care. It was never about rights. It was never about anything other than power. Well, hundred percent. And I, you know, I've just I've gone through, you know, personally and politically, sort of this awakening over the past few years really starting with Trump and, you know, Trump really exposing a lot of this stuff was happening in government, you know, with the FBI, DOJ spying on on him, that abuse of power with the government. And then Kavanaugh having the left be, have the audacity of basically accusing a father of two and a husband of gang rape. If they're willing to do that to him for political purposes, then they're willing to destroy anyone for political purposes. And then COVID and just seeing how the left doesn't care. They have no regard for just destroying lives. Uh, you know, shutting people down, locking people down, destroying, you know, small businesses, things that people have worked their entire lives for or have been passed down in their families. Just no regard for life, liberty or anything. And so I've just gone through this awakening of sort of realizing what we are up against. And then you look at that polling, as I mentioned originally with Rasmussen. I mean, these people literally I didn't get the vaccine. They would have put me in a camp if they were able to do so. I mean, that's for real. Right. And then now we've got what's going on at the DHS with the Ministry of Truth. So, like, I am awake (laughs) and I I think a lot of other conservatives are. I know you've been and you are. And, you know, it's this is serious stuff. And so it's scary where we are right now as a country. We are literally at at war. It's just a cold war. Um, But we are at war with ourselves in this country. Lisa Booth, she is the host of The Truth with Lisa Booth. You can find it uh, through iHeartMedia, wherever you get your podcast. iHeart's Truth with Lisa Booth. And it premieres with Ron DeSantis on uh, on Monday. Monday, yep. Thank I'm you. glad I'm a big fan of yours, so I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, and don't let Stu ever talk you out of that. <laughs> <laughs> he tried, but I know. I know. You're not supposed to tell him. I know. Lisa, thank you so much. God bless. <laughs> let me tell you about uh, Goldline. Uh, what do you do with inflation like this? See, here's the problem. Your dollar is going to lose, well, if you measure it the way that we used to in the 80s, Uh, Your dollar is going to lose 17 cents this year. Okay, 17 cents. That's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. It's going to lose more and more. So if you just keep your dollar, that money is going to buy less and less and less by the end of the year. So you want to buy something that holds its value, an asset. And that's what gold or silver, that's why it is a hedge against inflation, because it will hold its value. It's not going to, you know, go down 17%, you know, as the dollar goes down. The new Benjamin Franklin silver round is something that I have helped uh, design. I think they were printed by the Canadian Mint. They're absolutely beautiful. It's Benjamin Franklin on the front, and on the back is the the idea of the seal that he proposed for the United States. 
And it is the pillar of fire and Pharaoh in the closing waters of the Red Sea with Moses. It's truly remarkable. Solid silver. Um, they sell out every single week. They're minting more right now. If you call in and say that I sent you, you're going to receive a mind your business bar with every purchase that includes the silver Benjamin Franklin rounds. The more you buy, the more you get for free. Goldline is doing this right now. Find out how to get started. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Back Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I uh, found out something really exciting about the uh, about the woman is running the um, Department of Homeland Security disinformation desk. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she apparently uh, was a uh, wannabe Broadway. I can't say wannabe Broadway. Well, no, she wanted to be a Broadway star. It seems uh, that way. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She's got her uh, little funny song about disinformation that we saw uh, mm, has been making the rounds. Mm, now there's a new clip out of her. Mm, blathering about i just glenn i can't there's nothing i hate more than the fake broadway thing you know that thing so, wait a minute you don't like broadway well i don't i wouldn't say i like broadway okay okay uh, or right. musicals okay. or shows like All this right. anyway but like i can I, I, you know, they're not you my can thing. live I can get in a it. world <laughs> where that exists. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I got That's it. That's a I got great it. way of describing yeah, I it. I can live in the world that in, includes Broadway. Yes. Got it. Okay. I might not walk into the theater right. often, but I'm right. okay Forever. living in a world where it exists. Right. Okay. The person who's bad at Broadway, but has seen Broadway enough times to try to simulate it and is really bad at it. <laughs> Right. I can't live in a world where that exists. You can't do nope, that. Can't do no. that. <laughs> can't. It, it really is not okay. Right. It's okay. not okay. And you know, I'm not typically for heavy-handed government action, but right. in this but case, <laughs> you want you know, all people that want to be Broadway stars that could never do it. Right. But they've seen a lot of it yep. and it's their dream and they keep and trying so they to just, simulate it poorly. They just publicly. Hack at it. Yes. Yeah. I would just like them at least removed from the nation. Now they can go to a sunny, right. uh, a sunny island mm. somewhere else. But so would they? They would not. Would they fall into domestic terrorist category? Or I what would category? Think, look, if we get control of this panel, <laughs> you know what? Somebody else gets elected and this thing exists. Point, yeah. point me head. Yeah. And the first thing I do with the disinformation board yeah. is uh, excommunicate all people who attempt what she does. Wow. Because it, she's terrible at it and she thinks she's cute you and funny and talented. Do you have a little bit of it, Sarah? No. Uh-uh. And it's just, it's agonizing. Yeah. There's just something about it that really... Like gets under my skin in a mm-hmm. weird way. You know, a lot of guys, some for some strange reason, mm-hmm. do not like Broadway. I, I've noticed this. Yeah. Now it's not a problem you have. No, it's you not a problem. You seem I have. to like it, but I do bit. appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that a lot of people it drives them out of it, their uh, mind, and just... I use that from time to time. It's a very effective tool if you don't, you know, if you don't mm-hmm. mind it. 
Oh. Oh, yeah, you could just. Hey, yeah, I can uh, get under Stu's skin like that. Oh, yes, you can. You know, the Phantom of the Opera. It's <laughs> yes. uh, crazy. And because I could never do it as I hack at it. Oh. He wants to kill me. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.